Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capallo. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Reese Tomlinson to Business Matters. Thank you, Reese. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Reese is the founding partner of RWT Growth, a boutique full service capital advisory firm that focuses on taking companies to the next level via combination of advisory, capital, mergers, acquisitions, and investment banking services. Um, thanks for joining again, Reese. So I uh, look forward to chatting today. Got lots of stuff to get through. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm sure it's been a, uh, you've seen a lot of changes the last 12 to 18 months with all the changes of obviously because of COVID and financing and government and almost free money and all that fun stuff. So you, you, you've probably seen and heard it all when it comes to business. But before we kind of jump into that side, I think it'd be really good to kind of let, let's take a step back for people that don't know that, you know, a lot of the companies are a lot of businesses listening to today might have not heard of who RWT Growth is. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you guys are and what you guys do? Sure. Yeah. No. So uh, as a company, um, you know, we are an investment banking advisory firm. So we help our clients you know, really uh, accomplish a few things, one of which is complete M&A transactions. We help them buy and sell their business. Um, we help our clients access capital via debt or equity. Um, and, our, and our third pillar is what we call strategic advisory. So that tends to be um, on the periphery of those two items, but stuff even regarding turnaround, um, growth strategies, all that kind of stuff. And so as a company, we have an office here in Kelowna, which is our head office. Um, we also have an office in London, UK, um, and we've got a, a small team uh, based out of Calgary as well. So we're, we're kind of a unique firm in the sense that uh, we are a boutique investment banking firm um, with a global approach and a global footprint. Um, you, you, you're in Kelowna. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you have a small team in Calgary and in London. So those are two extremes. So why London? Um, I got involved in the London, UK uh, business world about eight, eight years ago or so. And um, um, just ended up having a lot of connections there, doing some, some work there. One of our partners, Deepak, is based out of London. So, um, you know, we always have some transactions on the go. For example, right now we're selling a company there for uh, in the area of like 65 million uh, Canadian. You know, so, so you know, we, we always have some access there. It's a great point for doing business globally. Um, I really enjoyed my time there. And, you know, one of our one of our pillars or one of our kind of thought processes when we when we compete, we want to be competing at a world class level, particularly in the capital world, which right. is like London, New York. Um, San Francisco, Hong Kong are, are all, you know, really big global capital markets. And, and we, we want to be able to compete at that level. How long have you guys been in business? We've been in business since 2017. Um, I've been doing this since 2014. So, so if, we, if we go back a few, few years, how did you get into the industry? Like what drove you to start uh, RWT and, and what drove you to get into the vertical of the industry to start with? I, I, you know, re really, I had people asking me for some advice uh, regarding turnarounds, uh, refinancing, et cetera. I'm a CPA by trade. I've also, you know, started, founded, and led companies. 
Um, and I just fell in love with it. And, and it, it, it uh, just kind of snowballed via word of mouth into, uh, you know, really what it is now. Um, but it's been, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, I've got to see a lot of different companies, meet a lot of different, you know, entrepreneurs, ownership groups. And um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So for you, I'm sure you wear many hats um, with RWT, but what's your typical day-to-day role for the, in the company? Uh, my, my day-to-day role is, you know, being the figurehead of the company. Um, you know, I work with clients at a high level. I work with our team, making sure our team is on track for uh, producing materials that we're, we're using or the processes we're, we're underway for uh, various client purposes. Um, and I do a lot of uh, business development as well. You know, uh, being the being the founder of the company, I think that just kind of goes hand in hand, right? So my, my days are pretty busy, but um, they're they're a lot of fun. So do, do you guys focus on certain types of business, like at different stages or verticals that you typically focus on? Like, because I assume obviously not, you know, not every business is a client, so or a potential client. But so who who are those businesses that would fit really well? And maybe ask is like, you know, what's the, the DNA of an ideal? RWT client? Yeah, sure. That's a, that's a great question. I mean, um, you know, we're, we're, we call ourselves industry agnostic, meaning that, you know, we've worked with a, a very wide variety of industries. Um, so generally what we tell clients is if we can understand your business, we can, we can help you. Um, there are a few that we haven't worked with, uh, you know, one of them being cryptocurrency related uh, companies, but um, in regards to like, you know, let's say like a, a client uh, type, I mean, generally we're working with groups that are a little bit more established or have, you know, pretty lofty ambitions. So, you know, if we're doing any kind of transaction, it has to be, you know, over a million, million dollar transaction size. You know, generally these are, generally our clients have transactions that we're working on in the area between like 10 and $50 million. That's kind of the window that we generally work, work in. Um, and so as a result, we are um, normally dealing with like entrepreneurs who may own companies that are doing anywhere from, you know, 5 million in revenue up. General. So it's interesting. I, I would think like most companies, when they start out, they want to grow, right? So yeah, I would I would assume that. Um, but some of them struggle, right? In 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 obviously, where do you see the biggest? Uh, the one thing that holds a lot of companies back for them taking to the next level is it talent? Is it funding for you guys? Is it like expertise? Like where, where do you where do you see sort of your experience? I'm sure you've seen lots good and bad and indifferent. Where the real struggle is for a company to go to the next level? Yeah, I think I think it's uh, you know a combination of a few things. I mean, one of which is certainly just you know the management systems that are in place and the management capacity. Um, you know, being able to scale a company means you have to build that company to just fundamentally act different than than you know one that's maybe more closely held and micromanaged. Um, the second probably major issue I'd say is most companies are um, capitalized in a way which is not necessarily beneficial for where they want to go. So, you know, that could mean uh, a capitalization structure. And when I say capitalization, I mean kind of like the way that they access money to grow and all that kind of stuff right. is, is either just unsustainable. Um, it could be, you know, too costly. It, it could actually not get them to where they want to go. So it might be too little. Um, and so oftentimes what we see is that a lot of our, our clients come to us and say, you know, we really want to take our business from here to there. Um, how do we do it? Because we've been trying to do it on our own and we haven't been successful. Um, so when we look at like growth related, uh, clients, that's, that's often the case, you know, and sometimes we'll be looking at clients that have, um, you know, a need for 
you know, just wanting to improve profitability. And at that point in time, our lens is a little bit different, which is, you know, purely just how do we get the capital to be as low cost as possible. Um, but, but yes, we've seen it all. I mean, we, we do turnaround work, we do growth work, we do m a work, um, we do project related work. I mean, we have a, we have a client that's a, uh, small modular nuclear reactor business, uh, that has a, you know, I can't talk about it too, too much because it's not public yet, but they have a very big project they're announcing, which is in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, you know, so it's, it's, we, we, we tend to see it all, but what's interesting about what we do is that, you know, really for any business, whether it's, you know, a million dollar transaction or a hundred million, there's many fundamentals across, across all of them that, you know, really it impacts all business. So if we, if we kind of look at the three pillars or the areas that you guys work with clients and if I lump them as sort of advisory capital and MMA, so if we talk about capital, can you spend a little bit more? I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, you sourcing funding, capital, revenue, or sorry, uh, dollars for clients. Can you, in layman terms, what, what, what does that mean when you're working with a client in that one pillar when it comes to accessing capital? Yeah, for sure. So we, we focus on the private market and we're experts on the debt side. So, you know, we are, we are very much focused on finding creative debt solutions that meet the needs of our clients. Um, you know, so with that, we're, we're looking for, you know, opportunities with existing lenders generally that, you know, in our database, which is, is across the globe, um, who can assist our clients in, in getting where they want to go from, you know, kind of point A to point B. And so that could be like, you know, hey, I need to, I need a few million dollars of growth capital because I have, you know, some big orders and I'm going to open some new locations and I've got the clients, I just need the money to do it, right. uh, to project financing, to transaction financing. Such as you know, we we're right now we've got a couple of clients we're assisting um, uh, you know on, on some M and A transaction financing, which is that you know we're not doing the M and A portion, but we're assisting them on the transaction financing they need to buy the businesses they're looking to buy. So um, that's where we specialize. Um, we do work with different partners when we're looking at equity, which is you know raising money purely just for shares of the business. You know that's a little bit more of. Uh, maybe a complex subject just because there's much more facets to it, including, you know, public, public raises and stuff, which we don't do. Right. But um, yeah, we're very well versed in kind of all, all elements of capital, <laughs> capital. I call it capital access because, you know, really it's, it's not so much raising it as much as just getting the, the, the money that you need to accomplish your objectives as a business. Okay. So that's um, the next step on advisory. Um, what, can you explain a little bit more, a little bit of deep dive, what that means and how you work with clients in an advisory world? Yeah, for us, I mean, when we talk about advisory, it tends to be on the periphery of those two other pillars, right? So, it, it, you know, it could be stuff like, uh, you know, for example, we've got a client that's been looking to do a, a big um, retail rollout. And, you know, they wanted advice on, on how they could actually structure this transaction before they even wanted to do it, right? So, you know, kind of looking at like, does it make sense? Can we do it? How would we do it? Let, let's plan out what our strategy would look like. So we do a lot of you know strategic and growth planning with clients. We'll do multiple transaction planning. So for example, if we have clients that are looking to buy businesses um, as a means to growth, you know what would that look like if they want to buy a few companies over time? Like yeah, and for many business owners, that's that's a, that's a common aspiration. It's not so much something that people have a lot of experience with. So we end up getting involved to kind of fill that gap. And then we'll do work on the turnaround side. So turnaround related advisory, helping clients, you know, get out of challenging situations. Um, and then we'll, 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 we'll look uh, at what we call financial optimization, which is, you know, purely just, if we look at your, your financial structure as a business, are there ways to do this better, cheaper, more profitably, all that kind of stuff. Interesting. So 
on the advisory side, how, like, how deep do you get? Like, do you, you know, are you working with them on a, you know, are you on calls on a daily basis, weekly basis? Are you talking about, are you looking you know, under the hood of their marketing and sales and management? Like how, how deep do you get on that side of it? Um, yeah, we, I mean, we, we go very deep. We, we generally don't get involved on, on the marketing side. Um, you know, that's just outside of our, our area of expertise where we do get involved with like strategy, uh, financial management, project strategy, you name it. And so we've had clients, um, you know, my longest time client's been with me since, since 2017, uh, you know, where we talk every week and we're, we're, we're doing multiple projects, multiple different things for them. Um, and we have many that are on, uh, you know, a monthly program with us where we're working with them month over month and helping them figure out, you know, the current strategy, where they're going, what that looks like once they complete, you know, one objective and they want to go on to the next. And, you know, oftentimes you end up as a, as a bit of a sounding board for, you know, executive, executives and entrepreneurs, because it, it is lonely and it's sometimes hard to necessarily, um, you know, be able to discuss kind of what, 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 what you may be going through as, as a leader, as it relates to the, you know, the areas that we focus on. And so, um, yeah, we, we, we tend to go very deep and normally with that, you know, one thing we pride ourselves on is that, you know, essentially all of our clients are repeat clients. Mm-hmm. You know, we do multiple transactions with them. We do advisory, you know, so in any given year, it could be, uh, hey, we might help you with an M&A deal, and then it might be, you know, financing later on. It might be some advisory. So, so generally, you know, we 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 have long-term, long-standing uh, relations. Interesting. <laughs> and then the last one we'll talk about, obviously, the last pillar is is, and we're seeing a lot in our industry, in the media or in agency side, lots of mer- mergers and acquisitions. I was just reading this morning as well. A lot of like big, big numbers being thrown out there when it comes to mergers and acquisitions, and. Um, what typically drives uh, the need for a company to consider mergers and acquisitions? Like, where does that usually stem from? Um, I think it, you know, well, when you, when you mergers and acquisitions is actually a pretty big topic in terms of what it includes, right? So, you know, generally, like you, you're buying, selling, or merging with a business, right? Um, you know, what what drives different entrepreneurs and ownership groups to do these transactions obviously varies. The biggest thing we see is like, you know, buying companies because you want to grow, right? Grow or be more profitable. One of the two. Generally, generally. And sometimes both, you know, selling companies is generally because, you know, people may want to retire. It might be just the right time. They might feel that a company is, you know, on the, on the top of a cycle and it makes sense not to sell. Um, it could be just that, you know, hey, we, you know, I think this thing is worth a lot of money and, uh, you know, it's a great, you know, way to, to kind of uh, compensate you for years of hard work. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's because, hey, the business isn't going well and, you know, just don't, don't have the passion to turn it around and, 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 you know, get it back to what it was. So I'm willing to kind of just sell it, you know, obviously maybe for a little bit or less than it's worth and, and, and go on. And then on the merger side, it tends to be more complex. I mean, mergers are, are really just due to like their synergies and scale, right? So it's like two companies coming together saying, hey, together, we're going to be way more, you know, way more effective, way more profitable, you know, um, but generally we do, we do do some work on that space. We generally we do a lot more on the, on the, you know, buy side and the sell side, we call it. So there's a lot of the moving parts. Um, when it comes to mergers and acquisitions, I'm sure e- on either side. So how, like, how, do you work with companies? So if, if we're a company that wants to be, you know, wants to go and acquire new, more companies or acquire companies, do you work with us to make sure we're ready for that? Because there's yes. a lot, right? All of a sudden you hire, you, you know, you buy a, a, an office in Toronto, well, there's a lot that comes with it. You have to be, make sure you're prepared to do that. So do you work yeah. to make sure that you're, you know, we're ready to actually do that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we do it, 
you know, kind of transaction readiness, right? Which is looking at, you know, where a client is versus where they want to go. Uh, when you're talking about selling a business, there's a lot to think about, right? You know, obviously we get involved because, you know, we want to maximize the transaction value for our clients. And um, there's a lot to consider as to, you know, really kind of like check marks that should be in place. And, and these, these kind of, uh, uh, concepts that should be included, or at least, you know, the T's crossed and the I's dotted type thing before we get into, you know, showing potential buyers a, a business. Um, but, but to that point too, I mean, on the, on the, on the buy side, absolutely. You know, one of the big things there is that you have to have an understanding of what will buying businesses look like from a financial perspective for the business. Yes. Yeah, so it's really easy to say that you want to buy a business. It's another thing to be able to, to pay for it. It's another thing to consider what does it actually mean from the, the overall financial health of the company. Right. And so, you know, that's something that, you know, we do spend a lot of time with clients um, just really modeling, like financial modeling, what that will actually look like, right? Like if you want to buy all these businesses, what will that actually look like for your, your company? How will you pay for it? If you're using debt, how will that, how will, how will that look for your ratios? Can you just, just is it feasible to buy multiple companies? And um, if not, you know, where are those holes and how do you fill them? So, you know, that, that's, that's a conversation we have all the time with clients, prospective clients. It's, it's, you know, a very, very important step in the process. And do you think that, that um, one of the big mistakes someone, a company can make is that they're not ready? They think they're ready, but they're actually not ready to, to do this? Because I would assume, you know, in any business deal, there's risks, right? So obviously, so, uh, and I'm sure you've seen the good and the bad, but is that is that a big one where a client's maybe not potentially ready to actually do it yet? Yeah, there's definitely, we've ran across that several times. I mean, ultimately, when it comes to, for example, like buying a company, you know, going out and, and, and saying that you want to buy a business and, you know, having some kind of agreement with the company that you want to buy without understanding exactly how it's going to be paid for or what it might look like from a tax structure, or like the risk side of things is, is something we've ran across with clients. And it, it can be very challenging, if not uh, very costly to, to get a deal done and, and even cost regardless, right? Um, you know, second of all is, you know, on the, on the sell side, yeah, if you're not ready to sell, it, it may mean a lower transaction value. So, you know, we advise our clients that yeah, sometimes it's better to work with groups like ourselves who can help you advise you as to where your business should be going over the course of like a year and then in a year, put it up for market or put it on the market for sale. So, you know, but to that point, you know, there's there's definite things that you can do that will increase the likelihood of success. And that's what we try to focus on. And, and, and um, indeed, we've seen clients who just, you know, for whatever reason, have, have been very uh, eager to do a transaction that maybe weren't ready. And it hasn't always worked out as beneficial for them as they probably would have otherwise hoped. So if, if a company decides to work with you guys, um, I'm sure everybody's different, but can you kind of walk through a little bit of what that, I'll call it the onboarding process looks like when you first, you're like, oh, great, Rob's, Rob's interested. Then what? How, how do you make sure there's alignment? How do you make sure they're like, what are the steps that you go through with a client to making sure that, that because it sounds like there's a lot of work to be done before you do any of the things that you've talked about that you guys offer, right? So. Oh, yeah, no, of course. I mean, so generally our, our client onboarding process is that, you know, we have um, one to like five initial meetings with clients, understanding their business, trying to get a feel for, for what are they actually doing as a company, uh, we generally like to see financial information and get, you know, any, any documentation that we can that kind of helps us better understand the business, but also where they're going. So, you know, and some groups will have that where they'll have their own kind of business plans created. Some don't. Um, from there, we want to look at, you know, what is our chance? What is the likelihood of success, right? Like we don't want to take on a client if we can't help them. I mean, we're, we're, 
we're very busy as a company, but aside from that, that's just not good business. And so you know, we're very upfront with clients that if, 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 we, if we can't help you, we will tell you. Um, and then the third, third element we, we then look to do is, you know, move into like a formal process where we sign them up as a client. We do very deep dive into the company um, and we work on, on all the backend stuff we need to do to prepare uh, to help them, um, you know, be successful. But generally the process is anywhere from three to, to three months, three weeks to three months. In, in LA, you'll be working with clients for a, potentially a long time. It's not like they come to you three months later, like you said, it's then see you later. I would assume you're probably working with people through a long cycle as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, so once our clients are signed up, um, generally it's anywhere from six months to 18 months as, you know, while we're working on a specific transaction, let alone repeat ongoing stuff. What we often find though, too, is that as we're, as we're working on things, there'll be additional opportunities that come up where our clients go, Hey, you know, we, we hired you to do X, but we actually really want to look at this right now. What is, you know, what, what, what can we do while we're still going the path of their original transaction, but we may have another opportunity, opportunity now to look at. Um, and so, so we get that a lot, but um, yeah, gen- generally like, you know, when you're, when you're doing larger, larger corporate finance transactions, it tends to just be a longer duration to get them done. And competitive, there are a lot of, like if I'm a client that's looking, that's considering capital advisory or I mean, whatever, is there a lot of, is there a lot of options for me out there? Like who, who are you guys sort of, is there a lot of people, not the name competitors, but are, are you playing in a, a big space or a competitive space? We're, we're a unique company in the sense that we we focus on the low to mid market and our, our, our sole kind of client objective is to provide a high-end investment banking, banking experience to that low to mid market, which generally doesn't get the level of service that we provide. So when we compare our offering to you know competitors on the market, which there are some, it's, it's, it, you're not really comparing apples to apples. We, we, we tend to um, excel in, in our opinion. Um, but certainly, yeah, there, there's groups out there that'll do some of this, maybe not all of it. Um, and, and there's different groups that'll focus on different sizes. Like you will have groups that'll focus on smaller transactions um, than, than what we'll focus on. And you'll have groups that'll focus on much bigger transactions only, right? And so we tend to fit in this spot that's just a little bit overlooked. Um, we tend to excel at it simply just because we have direct experience, you know, both leading transactions in the space, but also leading companies in this space. Um, you know, starting companies in this kind of in this size range, we understand what what our clients are are going through and what they're thinking. So, you know, we 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 can we can be a real help. When I suspect with the bigger brands or bigger competitors, you become a number, right? From a client, you just become another number. Where if you take, I mean, I think you guys are more of that boutique approach. Where I mean, it sounds like you're pretty involved. I'm, I'm talking to. Not you know Jane or Jeff who just graduated from university and now handling my file. It's oh, totally, yeah, totally. And you know we have uh, four partners, including myself, and you know we we are all actively talking about our files, like all of them, every every few times a week we're going over all of them together. So you know you you have this cumulative experience, which is quite big. But what's interesting is that you also have everyone who's who's you know uh, obviously motivated to be in these these transactions, looking at them using their collective experience versus when sometimes you get to bigger firms, what happens is like you said, like you may be dealing with one, uh, one person only they'll bring in specialists as they need to. But other than that, that's, that's that, that one person's experience is all you're dealing with. In our case, you know, it's really the entire collective uh, team experience that, that is being brought to the table. What do you think right now is a struggle for you guys for RWT? What, what's, what's, is, is it, 
hard to keep up with growth? Is it like, what are some, is it, is it talent? Is it, what, what do you feel like right now? If there's one thing you're like, wow, I just, I'm going to say you're, maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe we don't call the struggle opportunity, but that you feel like it's, it's not clicking the way it should be, but there's an opportunity to, to really advance that potentially. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're very busy as a firm. So, you know, we always have challenges keeping up to the workload um, and we don't like turning clients away if we can avoid it. So, you know, that, that can be challenging. You know, one of the things that I, I consider to be a big opportunity is just really the usage of technology in the investment banking space. Um, my, my opinion, there are some areas that we can really kind of um, separate ourselves from our, from our competition. And so, you know, we look at that as, as a, both an opportunity and a challenge. And we've been, we've been kind of working to develop some, uh, some products that will just help us, you know, once again, provide a better experience for our clients. And, and also, you know, those that are looking at our transactions from, you know, the chartered lenders or, you know, private equity funds that may be looking at different businesses and so forth. Uh, do you have a couple other questions I want to ask but before I do I'm going to uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit and then we'll just talk some time we'll wrap up but um I got about five or six questions that we're going to we're going to, no get to outside of work so um if you had to say what's your favorite thing in regards to your currently what you currently do like what's one thing that just what really gets you excited and love your your current role and what you're doing right now um, biggest thing for me and like my, my driver, why I do this day in day, day out is that I, I love helping entrepreneurs be successful. Yeah. I, I believe in entrepreneurship. I think it is such an important pillar of society and I love being able to, to help an entrepreneur take his company or her company to the next level and, um, you know, achieve their objective. So if that's selling, buying, whatever it is, like that, that is what I get a lot of satisfaction from. It, that's great. What was your very first job? Um, my very first job, um, I worked at horse jumping shows, actually, surprisingly, putting up the, the railings and stuff like that. It's a summer, summer job when I was in high school. That's awesome. Most people say, like, newspaper, delivering newspapers. Well, I, I, I did do that, but I didn't want to say that because it's too, uh, too cliche and that was very part-time. But, yeah, that job was very, very interesting. It was um, very hard work, but I got paid in cash and uh, it allowed me to, to you know, have more time off than if I worked full time, you know, making, I think minimum wage back then was like five bucks an hour, six bucks an hour, you know, all day long. So it was, uh, I, 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 I was grateful for it for sure. If we ask your partners or coworkers, what's the one word they would use to describe you? Oof. Um, I would say driven. Yeah. I'm, I'm very driven to get results. I work hard and, you know, I, I, I try to get everyone, lift everyone up around me. So I, I'd probably say driven. If if um, if you get a day off of work, where do you, where do we find Reese? What do you, what do you love to do sort of in your spare time outside of uh, work hours? Um, well, you know, hanging out with my family. Um, I love going, you know, skiing and snowboarding, as you can see behind me. But uh, really, I love being outdoors. So anything outside, I'm I'm pretty happy. With, whether it's you know on a boat or hiking or really anything. It's a little unfair because I've asked you before, but I know that you're one of the three that's in that picture behind you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the person in the middle back there. Yeah, so that's uh, I was taken near Revelstoke a few years ago with some some friends, and uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a great time. Pretty spectacular. Um, are you a podcast listener, or do you read books, or what? I read a lot of books. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm an avid reader, so I'm generally reading kind of two books at once, and yeah, I'm I'm constantly reading. What, what's what's your uh, what's some of your favorites over the last couple of years that are just that you really you felt that are like you got a lot of value out of them? 
Yeah. Um, well, uh, there's some some really good ones. I mean, I love the 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. Um, yeah. Limitless by uh, uh, I can see it right now, Jim Quick. Um, uh, I love Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've I've I tend to read a lot of business related stuff, but I also like history. So, for example, right now, you know, I'm reading uh, The Land by Simon Winchester. It's a, it's a history of kind of land ownership, which is sounds quite. Uh, but boring was actually very interesting. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly reading, constantly. Awesome. Are you a person that's glass half full or glass half empty? I would say glass half full, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably always. Very optimistic as a, I think as an entrepreneur, you kind of need to be optimistic. Need there's, to be, right? there's, there's so many times where you have uh, setbacks and you know, it, it's a roller coaster, right? And the highs are high and the lows are very low. And I think if you, you don't have that, that, that lens, those lows can sometimes be a bit too hard to, to I would say there's lots of days where the glass is completely empty. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, for sure. Right. I mean, it's, you know, the the thing about being an entrepreneur is it's a meandering path, right. And it's, um, it's never as easy as it seems. And there's always going to be some things that test you. Last question. Um, If you were able to grab a coffee with someone famous, you could be dead or alive. um, Who would you love to meet just for grab a cup of coffee and talk to? I'm sure there's a lot of people you've looked up to and, as you've gone through your career and path and is there someone that comes to mind? Um, you know, I would love to meet uh, Stephen Schwartzman, the gentleman who started uh, Blackstone. So I think that'd be a really cool conversation, just kind of in our, our my line of work. Um, but yeah, they're the, oh, that's a tough question. I feel like I could probably, li- you know, list off like a hundred people or so. You have lots of coffee. Yeah, I'm having a lot of coffee and I do already, so. <laughs> Um, so back to a couple last couple of questions I want to ask is what is and I know it's hard to tell because things change. Obviously, we've gone through a lot of change, but what does the future have in store for you guys? What's where's where's the vision? Like where where what's your three to five year plan? Where do you want to take RWT and you know what's the vision? Where are you going? Our goal is to, you know, really just continue, continue growing while providing, you know, a, a best in class service to our clients. Um, you know, we are looking at expanding our presence in London. You know when when we can travel for us uh Lon- london is a really interesting hub because we access you know different groups than maybe the average firm here in canada so by having that connections we, we we're better better capable of, of just assisting our clients um and then you know likely a, a a presence in the in the us we are in talks right now uh, with some groups about that um and i think you know between those we'll be we'll be very busy it sounds <laughs> Um, one thing I love uh, for what I do is I love learning about businesses. Like just love learning about new businesses. I mean, didn't know Reese, you know, up to a few months ago, right? So you get to learn all these amazing businesses in our community. So I would assume that's the same thing for you. You work with lots of unique businesses and brands. And I know that maybe if you can, if you can share maybe without, maybe you can't mention names, but is there a any amazing brands, companies that you, you've worked on over the last year or you're working on now that you could that really excite you? Anything that sort of really excites you right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, the one that I'm 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 probably, you know, just very personally excited about is we have a client called Starcore. So they're a small modular nuclear reactor uh, business. Um, they are they have some really exciting stuff on the horizon. We've been working with them since 2018. It, it's a technology that can dramatically reduce uh, carbon emissions, greenhouse gas emissions. So you know, for that on a personal level, you know, the clean tech space is something that I just, I, I'm, I just personally am very passionate about. So for, to be able to be involved with a project of that scale and that significance, which is, 
uh, what will be the, the first commercial uh, SMR reactor in North America is, is really, really cool. Um, but, you know, we've worked with, with all types of different clients. Um, you know, some, some, most of them, I, I'm not necessarily at liberty to talk about. They, uh, they don't, they don't necessarily want us to, but, um, you know, certainly, uh, certainly everything from, yeah, from, from clean tech to uh, retail, manufacturing, uh, uh, obviously private equity, venture capital, um, you know, military and police applications, like you name it. We've seen a lot of really cool stuff. And as, as you pointed out, like I absolutely love learning about um, just what our clients, what are, what, what, what our clients' businesses are about. It's amazing how many in industries are out there that you would just never assume existed. Um, you know, we have some, some, you know, what we will do occasionally is work with some, some, um, uh, kind of more startup groups if we take a, like an ownership position in the business. And so, you know, we have a one we just got involved with called uh, Active Humans based out of Kelowna, which is a really cool, you know, an all natural uh, deodorant business. Um, you know, so that's, that's something that I, I think is, you know, just such a, such a, a fun thing to be involved with. Um, but yeah, we've, we've worked with, you know, literally hundreds of companies across the world now. So that's cool. <laughs> I would see that part of the job where you're able to really, yeah, like I love when you talk about all the different verticals and, and brands you can work with because there wouldn't be a day that would be boring, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it's it, it's it's fascinating because, you know, what we found is that, um, you know, and I, and I learned this just by experience, which was that, you know, you'd kind of get asked by a client to help them and you'd kind of say, I don't know, you know, I don't know that much about your business or your industry, but I'll try. And what I learned is that there's a lot of commonalities between a lot of, you know, industries. So, if we can help our clients, if we can understand what our client does and how they make money, we can likely help them. So, you know, for example, like Dress Barn in the U.S. has been a client. Um, you know, we've we've worked with lots of various <laughs> companies that are totally different in terms of what they do and you know what they what they are um, you know working to achieve. But ultimately, as long as we understand how they actually make money, how they capture stuff like inventory, etc., you know, we can we can help them. And we've worked with. Uh, yeah, we've got tech companies as clients. We've got medical companies as clients. Um, yeah, you, 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 uh, you kind of name it. We've, we've seen it all. Well, thank you, Reese. Thanks for joining me. It was fun talking. And uh, I know we could talk for a lot longer, but um, uh, maybe we'll have to do it again. But really, yeah, enjoy sort of high level of the company, what you guys do, your journey, what excites you and all that fun stuff. So thank you for joining us this morning. It was fun. Thanks, Rob. I really appreciate it. It was lots of fun. Um, everyone else have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning in to business matters thanks for listening to another episode of business matters with host rob capello if you're interested in being on the show reach out to us and join the conversation